My name is Pedro Rodriguez. I'm one of the um, one of the associate pastors here, and um, I just wanted to share a little bit of our vision. Our vision is to share the gospel, right? Share the gospel, help people to the point of their need, and to equip others to do the same, right? Let's say that one more time. Our our vision is to share the gospel, help others to the point of their need, and equip others to do the same. That's all we do. And then then we do it. It's right here, right? It says we're real people with real problems serving a real God. That's all we want to do here. That's all we want to do here. So we want to do that, and we want to execute that. So we share the gospel with them. And then I'm saying that because... My name is Pedro Rodriguez, and I was ordained. I was looking at the picture on July 2013, July 13, 2013, to lead and oversee the Help Quadrant, which is the disenfranchised, the oppressed. They just, we just sung the song, all the poor and powerless, all those that, that, that come through those doors. And let me tell you something. I, I have conversations with several people um, and, 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 and I don't want to write, right, but some people say, you know what, I, I, I don't seem like I'm getting fed at Recovery House of Worship. I, I, I don't seem like, I, I feel like, you know, that, that there's something, this is not what this place is. This is place is not to feed you, we're to feed people. You ought to come here and get restored, and then we're to feed. This is not like, we're not here, like you want to get fed, look at that guy right there, Pastor Edwin, trust me, he has gourmet meals if you sit next to him. He'll give you a four-course meal. Pastor Gus will give you a four-course meal. Trust me. All you got to do, a matter of fact, you'll come out like you can't fast next to these guys spiritually. There's guys, George Negron. I'm telling you, there's people in here. The only thing, you got you to, when you come in here and you walk through those doors, Pastor Gus says it real good. When you walk through those doors, it looks like overalls. It looks like it looks like it looks like a lunch pail. It looks like a hard hat because you come here, it's it, it's work, and that's work for salvation. But it's work because what, who come through those doors? There goes Mildred right there on Tuesdays and Wednesdays and Thursdays. There's a baby ministry, and and there's some people that come in here broken and battered. Some women, and you know what? They need they need things. They need physical things. But who's gonna do it? People won't do it because they said, I I'm coming here, but I don't get fed. I, I, don't, I, don't, feel, I don't feel it. I don't feel it at our how. Listen, what you're going to feel here is tired. What you're going to feel here is like, listen, we're going to dig in here because that's what we do here. We're that type of church. We're that type of church where people come and we be like, you know, we give them. On Saturday, yesterday, about now there's not that many people because people care, they're sort of scared of the immigration thing and they don't want to sign. I think that's what's happening. But we had about 250 to 275 people that walked through those doors and needed, and needed provisions. That's what God does here. We provide. We provide. We provide um, um, on that on, on Monday, Tuesday, and, and, and Friday, we have a soup kitchen where we feed people, but we don't do that just to feed them. We're not just doing the, 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 the secular thing because we'll, we'll, we'll be like every other organization if that's the only thing that we do. In the midst of all that and doing that, when they go in there, there's some women that break down because sometimes they might feel humble that they have to come get pampers or they have to come get wipes or they have to come get something for their child. So they walk in there and they say, do you have a, a, a whatever it is that they need? And then they start crying and, and the women that are there pray for them and they take the information and they call them because they want to restore because they're broken. 
and they're coming here broken and they need things and 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 that's the part I got the I got the I got the sexy part of the ministry. I get to engage. Yeah, I get to engage. I was like, wait a minute. I'm the one who who and 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 the people that help me. I can't do this by myself either. There's no way that I could do this by myself. Okay, do me a favor. I just want you and I'm not going to cuz I'll definitely mess it up. Stand if you are part of any part or any facet of doing the baby ministry, food pantry, soup kitchen, any capacity in that. Just stand for a minute. These are the people. These are the people, right? And there's some people that are not here. They don't even come to this church. They don't even come to this church. They just love to do that. Jerome and Irving and several others that are, that are, that are, that are I don't want to leave anybody out. They come and, they, and that's what they feel. On Saturday, you see them wheeling things in on, 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 on Monday, Tuesday, and Friday. George has a couple of guys that are discipling and stuff like that because that's what we do. We're bringing them the gospel. There was a man that we're going to speak about right now that in chapter 6, God called him because God looked through all the earth. And he said, who am I going to find? Who, who will go do this? Who will go do this? Because nobody wants to step up to do this. Nobody wants to step up to do this. I don't want to step on your toes today, but I'm sorry. It's not me. It's, we're going to read it. We're going to read it. We want to do religious acts and religious hoops and stuff like that, and that's not what God wants. Yes, and I'm not talking about delighting in the Lord. We have um, the equipped team has, a, has a, a, a day that they take. It's a Saturday that they take, and they have creative things, and we do arts and crafts, and we confess our sins, and we say prayers, and that's fantastic. But what about the poor and those people that don't have? What about the disenfranchised that don't have the opportunity to do that? What about the widow? What about the orphan? Do you know anyone, any, any mothers that have kids that don't have fathers? Do you know people like that? What are you doing for those people? Because that's what God wants you to do. What about that child that doesn't have the guidance, that doesn't have um, a, a father? Huh? What about the widow? Because that's what God talks about. The, the Bible talks, I think, over 2,000 times about the poor, the widow, and the orphan. My name is Pedro. I walked in. I used to sleep right there in that room right there. I walked in here. Matter of fact, I didn't even walk in here. See that man right there, Pastor Gus? He wheeled me in here and put me in there. And then he just like, boom, like this is a good Samaritan. You ever said the story? There he is right there. He seen me and he, he, he picked me up. He took me to the thing. He told him, don't worry about it. I know. I understand. Yeah, it's going to be a hard, it's going to be, but trust me. I know what we got. I know what we got ourselves into. But, but we're going to, I'll pay, I'll pay his, I'll pay his, his stay here. And he didn't pay myself monetarily, but physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Because I gave him a hard time. I gave him a hard time. Because we got to be willing to do that. We got to be willing to, when people come, we know that there's going to be baggage and stuff like that. And I brought, like, you ever see when you go on, um, when you go on, a, on a flight? <laughs> I had, like, wow, this guy's going to Europe for, like, months. A lot, and I still have. When we talk about this, when we see this verse now, and it talks about the oppressed and the, and the disenfranchised, you need look no further than up here. You need look no further. Look to the side. Look right here. But it's, 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 the, it's the work and it's the investment that those men and many leaders, and there's women in here too, that take time. And they still take time. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not there's, no, there's no completion here. It's still a work in progress. But beloved, let me tell you something. 
when you walk through those doors on 360 Skimmerhorn and 3rd Avenue, just know that this place is a hub for the impoverished, the oppressed, and the poor. We look good. We look, listen, I got a nice shirt on today. My shoes, this guy said, dude, you got nice shoes. I said, that's great. My wife bought them for me for a great bargain. Because that's what we do here. There's great stewardship here. There's great stewardship here. Right? But, 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 but we're poor. We, but this church doesn't have the, 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 the technology. This church doesn't have that. What this church has, it has a passion and, and a love and, a, and, and, and guidance, a leadership guidance in here. There's a leadership guidance in here. There's, there's, there's people in here with that when God looked um, um, all over the earth, they said, send me. Here I am. Here I am. I, oh, you don't, you're not going to have a house. You're not going to have, you're going to be homeless twice. Twice. He still said, I'm still here. I'm still here. They didn't run. This is, listen, if you come through those doors at 360 Skimmerhorn on 3rd Avenue, don't look for like, <laughs> I don't even want to mention any names. They're not here. What you're going to get here is the gospel. What you're going to get here is coming under Christ's lordship. No matter how you feel. And oh man, don't come here for feelings. Don't come here for feelings. Because you're going to catch some feelings, but it's not the ones you're looking for. Right? You're going to come here and you're not the ones you're looking for. But when we put all that stuff aside, right, Pastor? When we put all that stuff to the side and we see what's, what's the focus. When God says, no, no, no. I, I, I appreciate your religious hoops. I appreciate you fasting. I appreciate that you read your Bible. I appreciate that you do the devotional. I appreciate all those things. But this is what I truly want you to do. And so we're going to look at this verse and we're going to look at what, what, what God says about um, there, were, there was a people like us who came and were doing things. And then they didn't do like, um, you know, the equip quadrant I, I mentioned. They, they, they do a, a thing called delighting in the Lord. And that's fantastic. But these people were doing it over and over and over. But the only thing, they were doing it over and over and over. And they were saying, hey, we've been doing these things. Now what are you going to give us? Why aren't you showing up? Because they were fasting and they were doing religious hoops. And they thought that, that they, they, they think that Jesus is an ATM. Me too sometimes. Sometimes I do good works and I'd be like, hey, what happened? I'm serving. I've been here for 10 years, man. What's going on? When's my ship coming in? Ship Bing came in, Pedro. You're on it. You're on the ship, Pedro. You missed the boat. <laughs> and, I, and, I'm, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm now getting a little bit understanding that this is, this is what we've been called to do. And you know what? Let me tell you something. Watch this. Here it is. You're it. You're it right here. The one that's sitting in your seat, you've been called to do this. And I know what, man, I'm talking to me. I just got here. No, you. You that at first got here. You. you. But I, I, I come to the pantry. No, you. But I only go to the soup kitchen. Yes, you. You. You're the one who God is calling. You're the one who God is calling. The Johns, the Michaels. Beloved, he called Isaiah to, 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 to send the message. Isaiah in chapter 6, you know what happened? He had an ordination that was incredible. My ordination was like, yeah, my father prayed for me, but it was great. I was even looking at that. My father laid hands on me. I never, Pastor Raymond does stuff like that. I don't know if that was in the curriculum, but, you know, it probably wasn't. Um, 
my father prayed for me, but in chapter 6, there was the angels that came. And they, and they, put, and they put a coal in, in Isaiah's mouth. They put a coal in Isaiah's mouth, and that's symbolic because Isaiah was going to say some things that were going to burn some people. <laughs> and not literally like a dragon, but he was going to say some things that were going to hurt some people, but hurt them to turn. Because sometimes when you get, you're going to get hurt here. The words are going to hurt you, but they're not hurt you so you can run away. They hurt you to turn to the cross. They're going to pierce you so you can be convicted and go to the cross. Because it's not. Being with Jesus, you're not going to be happy. It's going to make you holy. But holiness and sanctification is a process that sometimes will hurt. It's painful sometimes. Growth spurts, right? Growth spurts are painful. So, yeah, I know they're like, wow, I don't even know if I want to be in this place. There's pain in this place. There's there's impoverished in this place. There's poor people in this place. Do I really want to be here? And you make a decision. I had a conversation. I said, no, no, you pray. You pray and see where you want to. Listen, let me tell you something. If you want a place that you're going to go in and you're going to be sexy and it's going to be great, this probably might not be the place for you. This place right here is a vehicle. I, I believe... That when Jesus Christ comes, and, 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 and we're going to talk about that in, in, in more further down in the sermon. He talks about, he's going to talk about two groups of people. And we'll get to that when we get to that. I want to get to the, um, to the, uh, to the scripture right now. An introduction was a little bit long. I apologize. <laughs> Don't do this too often, so just bear with me, okay? Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> we could put the scripture up. It's found in Isaiah chapter 58. And again, and we're going to go, and Isaiah has been called, so now he's in Isaiah... He's in 58, and we're going to read it. If we could all stand for the reading of God's words, that's, the, that's our tradition and our custom here at Recovery House of Worship, Brooklyn. Wow, people have their Bibles. This is awesome. This is great. We have it up there as well, so this is great. Um, thank you, Pastor Edwin, for always doing that and putting it up there and making it great for us and the team. We're going to read it, um, so we'll read it um, in, on the count of three, okay? One, two, three. Shout it aloud. Do not hold back. Raise your voice like a trumpet. Declare to my people their rebellion and to the descendants of Jacob their sins. For the day after they seek me out, they seem eager to know my ways. As if they were a nation that does what is right and has not forsaken the commands of its God. They ask me for just decisions and seem eager for God to come near them. Why have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen it? Why have we humbled ourselves and you have not noticed? Yet on the day of your fasting, you do as you please and exploit your workers. Your fasting ends in quarreling and strife and then striking each other with wicked fists. You cannot fast as you do today and expect your voice to be heard on high. Is this the kind of fast I have chosen? Only a day for people to humble themselves? Is it only for bowing one's head like a reed and for lying in sackcloth and ashes? Is that what you call a fast? A day acceptable to the Lord? Is not this the kind of fast I have chosen? To loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke. To set the oppressed free and break every yoke. Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter? When you see the naked, to clothe them and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood? 
Then your light will break forth like the dawn, and your healing will quickly appear. Then your righteousness will go before you, and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call, and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help, and he will say, Here I am. If you do away with the yoke of oppression, with the pointing finger and malicious talk, and if you spend yourselves in behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will rise in the darkness, and your night will become like noonday. The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. Your people will rebuild the ancient ruins and will raise up the age-old foundations. You will be called repairer of broken walls, restorer of the streets with the dwellings. This is God's word. Amen. Amen. You know, when I took this verse and I, and I, and I go to my to senior elder, the senior elder, you guys know him. If you don't know him, his name is Pastor Edwin, the executive pastor, the executive pastor, Pastor um, Gus Rodriguez. He told me, this is, this is a lot, Pedro. And I said, yes, it is. So I, I, I'm going I'm to try to do my best with this and, 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 and unpack it as best as I can. Last week, Pastor, Pastor Gus brought a fantastic way on, on what communion really is. Thank you, Pastor Gus, for that. That was an awesome sermon. Um, so we're gonna, today I'm going to speak about the importance of justice, right? And um, um, I mean, there's a, there's a lot here in this verse, but we're going to speak about the importance of justice and how, and how, and how can we get this thing done, right? We always, we always, you know, when I preach, you know, what, what, what do we want you to know? We want you to know that, that, that this place is for the oppressed and the poor and the powerless, and that's where God called us. And how do we do that? How do we successfully reach these people, and how would he bring the gospel to them? So in this verse, in verses, in those first three verses, God is describing his people in these verses, and um, so they, they, were, they were fasting, right? They were seeking God, and they were, doing, they were doing, apparently, they were doing these religious hoops and stuff like that. I mean, and they were doing what God wanted them to do. They fasted. They were ethical. They went to worship every day. They came on Sunday. You know, they even came to prayer service. You know, they tithe. They were doing all these things. And they was like, I thought I was being a good Christian. And, and, and God is telling them, and God com- commences and tells them, no, 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 no. You guys, you guys, you guys are doing well. I, I appreciate. You read your Bible too. I appreciate everything that's going on and what you're doing. But I want more from you. I want more from you. That's not what, that's not, that's not what. This is not the fast that I've chosen. You know, I know a lot of you are saying, and you're looking at me, but Pedro, wait a minute, man. I was in the, I was in the day of delighting of the Lord, and that was kind of cool. I mean, I, I felt like God was talking to me. He was talking to you. And that is, and he wants us to fast, and he wants us to seek him, and he wants us to read our Bible, and he wants us to do devotionals. But that's not the sole focus of what he wants us to do. That's not the sole focus, and he doesn't want us to do that. Because I used to do that too. I used to say this. I used to say, you know what, I'm going to fast. And he said, what are you fasting for? Well, I want God to do X, Y, Z. And that's not why we fast. I want to bring that, right? Can we say that? Does everyone understand that part? Good. I'm going really good then. <laughs> right, right? That's not what we fast. We fast so we, can be, so, we can, so we can honor God and we say, God, you know what? You know what? You send your son. You send your son to die for us and, 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 and we, we want to honor you. So we do it in honor of God. We do it because we want to be like Christ. I mean, goodness gracious, I remember when our pastor nearly disappeared. 
Eleni disappeared, right? People were like, no, 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 no. Listen, I think it's 28 days. I think you should, you know, 40 days. 40 days. He nearly like, wow. And he was doing it because he wanted to honor God. He was seeking direction. Seeking direction is another way, right? You seek direction. And he was like, I need something. I need you to speak to me. So then, you know, God doesn't eat. God doesn't sleep. I mean, of course, he had to sleep and he had to. But he said, I'm going to eliminate that part. And he was seeking direction. And that, and that, and, and that is good. That's good, but that's not what God is saying here. In verse 3, God, God becomes angry with them in verse 3. And I'd like you to put it up again, please. Verse 3, and we're going to look at what, what he says. He says, why have, we, why have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen it? We have humbled ourselves. I, man, I was in the day of delighting of the Lord twice. <laughs> and, you, and, you know, and you still haven't shown up. You have not noticed. Yet on the day of your fasting, you do as you please and exploit all your workers. What they were doing was, you know, they would honor the Sabbath. So in Leviticus chapter 6, it was a Yom Kippur type of thing, right? Everyone knows, I mean, everyone doesn't know, but Yom Kippur, so they would, they would fast and they would do all these religious things. But they would do that, and, and what was happening was, they did that and they say, we're going to fast. And, and, and what was supposed to happen, when you fasted, your animals needed to fast, and so do your workers, you, everybody's going to fast, and everybody's going to take that Sabbath and rest. But what they did said, oh, you know what, we're going to lose some money. So we're not going to do that. We're going we're gonna to fast. We're going to do the religious acts. We're going to you know, do the religious recourses, and we're going to let our animals and our people work. And that wasn't right. And they will say, what are you doing? You're exploiting your workers. You're having them do the work, and then you're just sitting back like this, and you're doing these religious hoops. That's not what I want. That's not what I want. That's not the fast. You see what I'm saying? Are you, are you guys getting the picture? Are you guys with me? I don't do like Pastor Edwin right here. No, everybody's right here, though. Thank God, right? Everybody's open and stuff. This is great. Um, so, yeah, so that's what they were doing, and they continued to do that. And they continued to do that, and they thought that that was okay. And that's not what God wanted. But God tells him, and let's go to verse 6. God tells him in verse 6, look what he says. Is this not the kind of fasting I have chosen, to loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free and to break every yoke? He tells them what he really wants them to do. This is the fast I've chosen you to do. Yes, it's good that you do that. But there's people that are broken, oppressed, poor. There's the needy that come through those doors. Let me ask you a question. Do you know anyone that's in need right now? Did you ever pass a person that asks you for like a dollar? What do you do? You buy them something to eat. Good, Frankie. If you know anyone that's like that, show them what the Lord would do. That's what he says. He doesn't say anything but the oppressed free and the broken of every yoke. There's people that are, that are, that are battling right now. With everything. There's mothers that come here on Tuesday, and we just don't want to give them pampers and diapers and just meet that immediate need. But that's what we do. We meet that immediate need first because there was a guy that said, listen, don't come to talk to me about Jesus unless you buy me that cheeseburger, Poppy. <laughs> I'm saying once you buy me that cheeseburger and you feel my better, you can talk to me about Jesus all you want. <laughs> right? So we meet the need, right? We meet the need. We say, no, no, come here. You eat the scrambled egg and grits. And then George or, or, or whoever's working the gospel at that moment in time will sit down and say, hey, God has more for you. This is not the last stop on the bus. This is your immediate need right here. But what, what happens here is God wants the broken 
to come into a salvation of Christ and meet the gospel and then go save some other broken people. That's what we do here. We're a recycling church, right? We come, we, we, we build people up, and then we take them out. And that's what, that's what, that's what the Lord is saying right there, that, that they were doing, that this is the kind of fasting that he wants us to do. And it's not, he said, but Pedro, that's not fasting. And but God is saying, but he's right here, he's saying it is. He's saying that this is a sabbatical that he wants you to take. This is the type of thing that he wants you to do. Set the oppressed free and break every yoke. And you say, Pedro, but that's not what God called me to do. Well, then go talk to God. Because <laughs> this is what he's telling. He said it in Isaiah. And I know we have different facets of what we're going to do. But everyone can reach one like that. Or you can guide them to someone who can. Amen? If you think you have a relationship with me and don't have a relationship with the poor and the oppressed, you don't have anything with me. I'm going to say that again. That's what God is saying here. If you think you have a relationship, if you think because you went to the day of delighting the Lord, if you think, forget about the day of delight, if you think you fast on your own, you'd be like, I don't need to go there, I fast. If you think because you fast on your own and you read your Bible and you do all these things and you don't have any concern for those who are losing their salvation, forget about all that. Losing their salvation along with being poor and oppressed, then you don't have a relationship with me. If that's not your focal point, if that's not your focal point, and he says that right there in verse chapter 6. Why would God say this? Ask yourself, why would God say this? Why is God saying this? I don't know if a couple of you, who's, who's, who, who understands what's going on right now? Who understands what I'm saying? Okay, cool. If you don't, then we'll, we'll after, after, we're going to have some more explanation. And these theologians right there, they'll be able to really, really, really dissect this a little bit better than I am. But this is what I'm trying, I think he's trying to say. And this isn't the only place that God says it. He says it like the majority, the majority of the places are in the Old Testament. Like I said, I mentioned 2,000 times. I know that in the New Testament, let's see, let's see. There's a great parallel passage that we're going to look at right now, and it's Zechariah 7. I know you guys don't have it. That's okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it. I have it right here in my notes. When you fasted and mourned, was it really for me that you fasted? what he says administer true justice show mercy and compassion to one another do not oppress the widow the widow or the orphan or the immigrant or the poor and then look what isaiah says in, in one but let's go back to that because this is awesome what zachariah says when you fasted and mourned was it really for me that you fasted he's saying was it were you, were you fasting for me or were you fasting for for something that i that you wanted me to give you See the two different dynamics? When we fast, it's not so we can get something from God. So I just want to let's dispel all those notions. We don't fast for that. We fast to get closer to God. Amen? Amen. And so Zechariah says right there, um, administer true justice, show mercy and compassion to one another. Do not oppress the widow or the orphan or the immigrant or the poor. And then look what Isaiah says in Isaiah chapter 1. Stop bringing your meaningless offerings. When you spread your hands to pray, I'm going to hide my eyes. Seek justice. Encourage the oppressed. Defend the cause of the fatherless. Plead the case of the widow. This guy, why does God continue to say this over and over and over and over and over again? He keeps talking about the widow, the orphan. In, that, in those times, women were second-class citizens. We were talking about a male-dominated society, 
a really male-dominated society. And, and, and so when, 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 a, when a husband would either leave or, or fall victim to death or anything like that, that woman was, was unable to, to fend for herself unless she was going to become a woman of the, of, of the way, like if, if, if you will, if you understand what I'm saying. So they would have to be taken care of, and no one would take care of them. The orphan, the same thing. A fatherless orphan, they, 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 would be, they would be left to themselves. And God forbid you were an immigrant. God forbid you were like an alien. That's what it says in the Bible. It says alien. When you see alien, it means immigrant. It means person that wasn't from, from, from that, um, that tribe. Because it was all about tribes. It was all about blood. Blood was something that, and I'm talking about blood, like blood family. They didn't let you in. They didn't let you in. And God identifies with all these things. God identifies with all these things, being, being a husband to the widow, a father to the orphan, and a friend to the immigrant and the alien. Tell them, no, come, come in and stuff like that. Breaking all the laws, that, that man-made laws and stuff like that, because he wanted to do that. He didn't want to do that. He just said he's God, and he wanted to show us something, and he's showing me something. I hope he's showing you something today. So God is saying, if you think you have a relationship with me, and you're not involved in the needs of the poor... And you think you're seeking me? If you're not seeking the needs of the poor and the oppressed, you're really not seeking me. I don't know what to tell you. This is, this is what's here. This is what, if you're not seeking, if you're not looking at that, if you're not, if you're not focusing on that, if you're not focusing on the disenfranchised and the homeless and the widow and the orphan and the alien, we got, we got, there's, 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 some, there's some refugees that usually come in here. They usually come in here and be like, Pedro, you know, Pueblo Fib, I can't sign. And we go, okay, you know, <laughs> take it. Don't worry about it. We got we to gotta try to help these people. There's a, gentleman, there's, a, there's a gentleman, he's not here. I, I was hoping that he came today. He came to the job and he wanted to, um, he, wanted, he wants me to help him to be a chef. And I'm going to help him to the best of my ability. But he comes and, 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 and I think he wants more than that. He wants to do that, but, 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 but guess what? Anyone who comes in contact with us, that's what we do. And I see him, and, he's, and, and, I, and I see that, that, that he wants to continue to gravitate toward me. So what do I have to do? I have to show him Christ. I'm considering him like a fatherless. I don't know if he has a father. He probably has a father, but his father's probably not sitting with him and discipling him and helping him grow in Christ. So guess what Pedro has to do? At any moment in time, I got to tell him, here, this is what I'm about. If you want to be next to me, this is what I'm doing. This is how I stood where I am. This is how I got this job. Everything that I have is because of Christ. Everything. So I have to write everything that we have. There's people in here that they give. Listen, you ask them for $20, they give you $40. But then if you come and ask them again, it'll be like, nope, I just bought you for $40. All right? We'll give you. Yeah, yeah, they'll give you. But they'll keep giving you. And they don't lend, but they give freely out of the willingness of their heart because their wealth is like what Pastor, Pastor Gus just said. Their possessions don't possess them. And our possessions can't possess us. Lord. The jobs that we have, everything that we have, the clothes that I have, because God gave it to me. Amen? So look what Proverbs 14.31 says. I'm gonna, I got some scriptures here that, that are, that are going to coincide with what we says. It says, says, if you insult the poor, you insult the Lord. Proverbs 13, 14, 31. If you insult the poor, you insult the Lord. Look how you, are we getting the way the personal is? He says, if you, you ever had somebody, right? He says, listen, man, you can mess with anything. But if you mess with my kids, you know, it's like you're messing with me. If you love me, then you love my children. 
That's a saying. That's a Puerto Rican thing, right, Sister Leslie? Si tú me quieres a mí, tú me quieres a los hijos. Si no me quieres a los hijos, tú no me quieres a mí. Recíbelo por ahí para abajo. And I said was, if you love my children, you love me. And that's what God says. He says, if you love the poor, then you love me. If you insult the poor, then you've insulted me. He says that in Proverbs 19, 17. If you give to the poor, you're giving to the Lord. See how he continues to identify. Are we getting where we're going here with this? This great identification with God and the poor. And not only poor, and not only poor in physically or, 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 or monetarily, spiritually. There's people, but when they don't have everything, it's like, it's like a trifecta that happens, right? You don't have money. You don't have peace in your house. Your spirit also coincides with that. And then we learn to deal with that as we come to Christ, that that happened, and it's happened here. We could, we could pass the microphone. That was happening, but there's still, there's still a thing, and God has to come alongside us and, 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 and lift us up. And that's what he does. He's, he's the great defense for the oppressed and the poor. And that's what it is. Like we sang that song, shout it. I'm not going to sound as sexy as them. Come on and bring it to the, right? And that's what they sang. And that's what, that's what uh, he told Isaiah to do that. Go shout it and tell them that I'm the Lord, that this is what I want you to do. And then he said, Pedro, uh, on that Sunday, I want you to tell them this. And I, I'm telling you, I really wrestled, and I know that that was a lot, and I was like, this is, this is like, I need Tim Keller, Dan, you know, all these guys to come and help me and lay hands on me and teach me how to unpack this verse. But I've been doing this. I've been living this with these guys here. I've been feeling, there's some people here that, that were in there, and I invited them. A couple of them came. And they're our family. You know what I say? They're extension of our community. I say they're extension of our congregation. Some of them don't come on Sunday, but they get the word there. And they know that they can be loved and cared for and, 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 and not be oppressed when they come in this place. They don't feel judged. They don't feel sanctioned. They don't feel ostracized. When I'm at the New York City Rescue Mission, and I don't want to like, man, but they say like, um, they tell me like this when I get this. Well, I'm glad you're here tonight. I said, what do you mean? He told me, they said, I'm glad you're here tonight. He said, why? He says, because when you cook food, I know your mother would eat that food. I know your daughter would eat that food. I know your kids would eat that food. And some of us had eaten that food, right? It's the truth. It's the true story. Trust us, some of us. And that's what I do because I, 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 God has impressed upon me and he gave me that calling. Over there, I'm, I'm a specific. I'm a, I go to the New York City Rescue and they say, Chef Pedro. Not because, because it's where I'm at. It's what we do. And, that, and, that, and, and so when I go there, that's what I do. That's what God called me to do. He says, okay, I need you to put the gospel on this plate because you might not get contact with them. But this is the only way. So that cilantro that you're cutting, cut it nice, Bobby. There are those onions that you put in there, make believe Jesus is cutting it. That whatever it is that you're doing, so that, so there, that's what we want. That's what we want. So, so, so I just said that. So there's a couple of chefs out there. We need, trust me, and I'm not doing this to recruit for, we need help in, the, in, every, in all facets of the help in all times in this church. But I'm not doing that for that. I'm doing that for your person. You might not become here ever again, but I want to impress this upon your heart. Wherever you are. Do this. Do this. God is this. It's, 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 matter of fact, it's not, not because I'm telling you. It's because it's a command. You don't want to get God mad. Trust me. <laughs> so that's what it says in Proverbs 17, that if you're going to, if, if you give to the poor, then you're giving to the Lord. What's going on here? What's going on here? We get what's going on here? Does everyone get what's going on here? You ever go where the Lord is going? 
God identifies with the people at the bottom of the ladder. That's what I love about it. I love about it. And there's people that do. There's people who be like, they tell me, you know, in the ministry, they tell me, Pedro, I don't want to be with anybody if they have shoes on. If they own a pair of shoes, I don't even want to be around them. If they don't have shoes, send them to me. There's guys in here that have taken their shoes off and walked barefooted here. That's the kind of people. I like those kind of people. I like this place, man. This is my church, man. I'm going to die here, man. They're going to bury me here. Matter of fact, bring my casket right on top of here when it happens. And say, Pedro said this. This is where you got to be. If not, get out of here, man. Go over there. with. <laughs> Listen, go. You're a slacker. Tell him I said that. Pedro said you're a slacker if you don't do this. I believe in this, and so does this church. The church believes in this. We thrive on this kind of stuff. Because we believe what, what the word says there. There's something special about introductions too. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to flesh that out what that means and stuff. If you were to introduce me, for instance, right right here, you introduced me. I wasn't introduced. I just came in. I introduced myself. But, you know, if I'm, if I'm home, you know, um, Zoe calls me Poppy. My wife calls me Babe. She calls me Poppy when, you know, when things are going right. She says, Poppy. Uh, if, if I'm at, if I, <laughs> Poppy, <laughs> I like when she calls me Poppy. Um, if I'm at my job, they call me Chef in here. You know, they'll call me Pedro. They'll call me, um, hey, this is Pastor Pedro. But God, why is it that over and over that God says that I'm a father to the fatherless? I'm a husband to the widow. I'm a friend to the immigrant. That's how he identifies himself. God, this is crazy because at that time, look, and historians will tell you that at that time, you know, the gods, the gods of that time, little G, they identified not with those kind of people. They identified with people that were like um, generals and priests and kings, top of the ladder type people. Because according to the people in that time, and sometimes even here, they identify God with people that are on the top. And let me tell you something. God doesn't do that. He identifies with the people that are on the bottom. He says, no, 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 no. For whatsoever you've done to one of these, brothers and sisters of mine, you've done it to me. Oh, and if you didn't do it to one of these sisters of mine, you didn't do it to me. You don't want to be on that side. And so he identifies greatly with, 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 with the poor the disenfranchised of the people. And I don't want to say bottom of the ladder, but I just want to identify different, different types of tiers. To me, they're not the bottom of the ladder. To me, they have, um, I tell them this, and I said this. This is another, another introduction. This is what I would, like, uh, I would like for you. I would like to be called this from now. You don't even have to call me anything. Call me this. When I was on Rachel Ray, because I had the privilege, because once I got wheeled in and restored and everything, because they helped me, I got to give gratitude where gratitude is, 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 is deserved. They helped me, and even though all the messed up things that I did was along the way, because it wasn't a great story. It was falling up and, 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 and breaking my face. They had to take me to the hospital. It was all kinds of things that I did, and they still stuck by me. Because it's not going to be easy. It's going to be difficult, because oppressed and disenfranchised people, they bring again. I told you about the, 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 the traveling thing, the luggage, right? I was on Rachel Ray, and they told me. Um, so I didn't know what I was going to say, to be honest with you. I didn't rehearse that. She says, she says, so, 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 so how is this 10 years? This is when I had 10 years clean. She says, so how has the 10 years been? So I said this bill, I see my wife and everything, and I said, God took me from here, restored me, brought me over here, and I want to be an ambassador for those in need. 
You can call me that anytime you want. I want to be an ambassador. I want to be in the front and say, no, these people, they need this. God identifies himself just as that. He's an ambassador for those in need. He's an ambassador for those in need, for the widow. He's an ambassador for the, for, the, for, the, for, the, for, the, for the son or daughter that doesn't have a father. He's an ambassador for the immigrant that's going to get deported. And he says, you know what, let's see what we can work out. Because now it's crazy. Now they're going to, you know, and that's why we've, we've had, again, we, we served 450 on Saturday. This Saturday we had 250. Where are those 200 other people? I don't know. Well, we pray for them. And this is going on today. This is crazy. That was going on then. And then, and then you, get the, you get the picture of the way the people, you know, people, are you getting it today? Some people get it and some people still don't get it. And some people, let me tell you something, you're still not going to get it. I hope you get it. I hope you get it. Or some people are still not going to. They didn't get it at that time, but God was trying to. So historians will tell you that the gods of the ancient times and religions always identify with the people at the top. You know, they're the ones who got to interpret all the things that those little, little gods would do. You know, little sphinxes and all these other things. In 2 Kings chapter 5, there's a story of a, of a Syrian general named, named, named Naaman. You go, go read that story. He had, he had leprosy and all that. And he said, you know, so he did like all the people at that time. He said, listen, I'm going to come with a whole bunch of money. I'm going to go to the king and I'm going to... I'm going to give him that money, and then I know there's a guy named Elisha, and he's going to, Elisha, he's going to, he's going to heal me. Wow, they're already coming. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> Name Elisha, and he's going to heal me, and he did that. And, and then the king, when he goes to him, the king rips his clothes because he says, you don't even understand, man. You don't get it, man. The God of the Bible, he doesn't operate like that. I, 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 the prophet, I don't, he doesn't answer to me. I answer to Jesus. Jesus doesn't answer to me. I don't have any clout. And it wasn't Jesus, it was Elisha at that time. But that's what, that's what, that's what people want to do. They want to bring, they don't bring money. But what they bring, they bring another type of, 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 of monetary, you know, they bring something else. They bring their fasting. They bring their good deeds. They bring their good works. I want to tell you something, beloved, before we leave, I want you to repent not of your bad deeds, of your good things that you do. Repent of the good things that you do. Jesus wants to speak to us today. I got to go. Oh, my gosh. I didn't believe that it was going to be like this. He's speaking to, he's going to speak to two people. And with this, I'm going to close. Jesus is going to speak to two people. And he's going to tell you, and it's found in Matthew 25, 31. When you go, go read it, read it. Because this is the last day. This is the judgment. This is the judgment. This is how, this is how, this is how vital and important. This is, listen, if you don't, if you're not with Jesus, this is the heart of Christianity. If you're with Jesus, this is the heart of Christianity. Plain and simple. He's going to tell a story of two people groups on the last day. He's going to say, I was hungry and you gave me to drink. When I was thirsty, you gave me to drink. I mean, when I was hungry, you gave me to eat. When I was, when I was thirsty, you gave me to drink. When I... When I was naked, you clothed me. When I needed shelter, you invited me in. When I was in jail, you visited me. And then he's going to say to the other people, I was hungry and you didn't give me to eat. I was thirsty and you didn't give me to drink. I was naked and you didn't give me shelter. I mean, you didn't give me clothes. I needed shelter and you didn't invite me in. I was in jail and you did not visit me. And to those people, 
he's going to say, so what you didn't do to one of the least. And, and then there's a thing, and I don't know, um, Pastor Edwin, I know you get this. And some people say, so what you ever you did to the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did to me. He doesn't say that. He says this. So what you ever you done to one. Man, man, if you could see one person. One! One of these brothers, least of these brothers, sisters of mine, you've done it to me. One. He takes it personal, man. I want you to take this sermon personal. Take this personal. Take this home. I'm sorry, man. I just, <laughs> I'm good. We got to go. We got to go. I want to leave you with something. And then Jesus became oppressed and the poor and poor that we could be rich toward God. And the beauty of Christ that takes you outside of yourself and make you someone else do justice. In other words, Jesus, listen, he was born, you know, he came, he came, he was born in a feed trough. He's, he was born in the, in the thing that we do baptism in. It's crazy. But he was born in a trough like that. That's where he was born. He, he rode in on, on, on the day that he was going to be crucified, the week before, he rode in on a borrowed donkey. He ate in a borrowed, in a, in a borrowed hotel room. His last possessions were stripped from him and they gambled for them. He knows what it is to be poor and oppressed. When they, when they, when they, when they, when they, when they, um, they dedicated him in the temple, they gave two pigeons, which was the poorest offering you could give. It was like me giving a penny right now, or a mite. That's what it was like. Maybe I think even less. We're worse than we think, and more loved than we'll ever imagine. God bless you guys.